0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper.
1: Connor Lally, Security and Crime Editor of the Irish Times. You've been having a look at now lengthening list of such events taking place around the country. Tell us a little bit more about what you've discovered.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose these attacks, I mean, as you say, Matt, I mean, this has uh, certainly been treated as an arson attack, the one that broke out on uh, Saturday night. And really, there has been a pattern around... Um, these incidents, you know, somewhere will be earmarked for um, housing for uh, refugees or maybe people coming in from uh, Ukraine. There'll be a bit of, I suppose, local conversation in the area, maybe a bit of a protest uh, presence and then a fire will break out and this has become a pattern now really over the last few years. These incidents are not brand new, Matt. Um, you know, the earliest ones really began back in 2018. Um, we've had 16 high profile incidents since then and nine of those um, have been since the start of 2023. So there's been a big uptick in these types of incidents over the past year and that is really, um, you know, that, that has really happened as the number of people coming in here, uh, either from, you know, Ukraine or from various other parts of the world has really increased a lot um, since the invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022. Um, so, it's a, you know, it is worrying times. I mean, there's not... Don't get me wrong; these incidents aren't happening every week, uh, but certainly there's been far more of them um, in the current year than we've ever seen previously.
1: Yeah, a listener is saying, "Do you know something no one else does? The Guard investigation is still underway. Do you know the results of that investigation? I mean, all of these eighteen incidents that you'd looked at—they weren't cases of spontaneous combustion, were they, Connor?
0: They certainly weren't. And I mean, the Garda are on the record as saying that they—that you know—they are treating the majority of these incidents as criminal." damage which basically means that it's an arson attack, um, you know that these fires were set on purpose. Um, they weren't down to you know uh, wiring or any other type of incident that would spark a fire uh, like that. Um, certainly, the incident in Galway on Saturday night. There's a there's a criminal inquiry underway into that, um, and the Gardaí believed that that fire was set with the with the specific purpose of taking that building out of use for refugees um, later on in the week there were people due to go in there as early as Thursday. Uh, now obviously that can't happen um, and certainly Gardie, um believed that that fire was set in order uh, that that plan would have to be uh, put on ice.
1: And this is happening all over the country Connor, isn't it? This has happened from as far away to Donegal to Wexford down to Cork.
0: It has happened all over the country, yeah, and um, there were a couple of incidents when the rioting broke out in Dublin on the 23rd of November. Um, Some of the crowd in the city centre took advantage of that and they attacked two premises um, that were housing refugees. Then we've had places down in, you know, uh, as you say, Donegal, Cork, South Dublin, um, County Kildare. Uh, the inner city, lead from uh, Roscommon, so really all over the country, and they normally these fires normally follow some kind of local protest in the area. Now, look, it, you know, we have to be very, very careful here. We certainly cannot say that the fire that happened on Saturday evening um, was started by anybody uh, locally. The answer is that we don't know who actually started that fire, but certainly it's been treated as a crime. Um, and Gardy believed that this place was, you know, destroyed by arsonists in order that r- refugees, uh, you know, would not be able to uh, take up their accommodation there on Thursday as had been planned.
1: OK, let's bring in Catherine Connolly, Independent TD for Galway West. What do you make of what happened on Saturday, Catherine? I,
2: I was horrified For for... Personal and family reasons. I only learned about it yesterday and I was absolutely shocked and horrified. And I took a little time to think about it and just to deal with my own feelings that a building earmarked for 70 asylum seekers had been burned. And um, after an hour or two, I took a trip out to look at the site, which I did. One beautiful sight, I have to say. The beauty is remarkable. Very isolated, certainly. And maybe we'll come back to that. So to answer your question directly, I was horrified. I was even more horrified when I heard interviews with various counsellors on the radio as I travelled around. And one of them in particular saying, we don't know if it was malicious or not, but even if it was malicious, I can understand how the people felt they were driven to it. Um, that was utterly shocking to me. And unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable, that type of language. And listening to Conor Lally there and having read earlier on about the number of instances, there clearly seems to be a pattern. And I want to be careful there's an investigation underway in relation to criminal damage, but there certainly seems to be a pattern emerging over the last number of years. And I actually don't think what the councillor said reflects what people feel on the ground. Um, That type of direct or indirect justification for what appears to be a completely unacceptable um, activity. What does Zeus
1: say about us in Ireland given that this country has a history over centuries of emigration from that part of Galway I'd imagine many of them or their ancestors ended up in places like Boston and throughout the United States or went to England or Scotland and even in more recent generations I can think of plenty of people that I would have gone to school and college with who would have headed away in the 1980s and during the 1990s the amount of Irish people who illegally went to the United States of America and worked there and there indeed are many Irish people still in the United States who were there illegally and who are terrified about coming home in case they don't get back into the United States. Given our history, what do you think of the attitude that has been displayed by some, hopefully a minority, towards those who have come to live amongst us? You
2: know, I think it's only some people... I think the vast majority of Irish people are both welcoming, generous and kind and understand and we, we can see the outpouring of outrage in relation to what's happening in Gaza for example. So this narrative is particularly worrying because it's the narrative that, of, of fear and associating young men with violence with absolutely no evidence. And that was the narrative that I was listening to from some councillors yesterday, justifying um, people's fears in the area because young men couldn't be trusted or there was potentially violent. I find that extremely difficult to swallow. I have two sons myself in their 20s. Am I to take from that that my sons are more prone to violence? Uh, young men are more prone to violence? I, it just... That's my personal reaction to it. Politically, there, there are two, really two, two. the narrative is, is awful, but there are two parallel discussions that we need to have. One is the burning of a building is totally unacceptable. The narrative of associating young men with violence is totally unacceptable and just agitating and creating fear. The parallel discussion is what we've allowed happen in this country in relation to direct provision, which came in temporarily in 1999. Here we are at the end of 2023, and it's still there, notwithstanding that we had an excellent report from Catherine Day going back to 2020, Matt, which set out that it wasn't fit for purpose. Direct provision is not fit for purpose. Then we had a white paper by the government, and direct provision was to end this year. We were to have a different system where the government had reception centres owned by the government, not based on profit and an application system that was progressed very quickly. What has happened is the opposite, number one. And then number two, we have different tiers of privilege in relation to different types of asylum seekers. So we have the people from the Ukraine on a higher level than people coming from other countries. And I find that Totally unacceptable, and that division has been very dangerous. So, I, I could go on. I, I, you, know, you know, I'm actually trying to deal with things as a human being and my reaction to it, and separately then as a politician, and trying to match both of them. There was. We need to indirect provision. We need open and honest communication with communities. And we need to build up trust so that we can allow a policy to develop where we comply with our obligations under law and international law.
1: Uh, and, and and our humanity. Can I go back to you, Conor Lally, from the Irish Times as well? Because yes, there have been examples, dreadful examples, mm. of high-profile, Criminal acts carried out by people who've come to this country. But is there anything to suggest mm-hmm. that those numbers are disproportionate to the criminal acts carried out by our native population?
0: There definitely isn't, Matt. And even if you look at the prisoner population in Ireland, I mean, it doesn't show that foreign people are any more uh, uh, represented in our jails than Irish people. Um, But certainly over the last while, this far-right trope that if you're from abroad, if you're black or you're brown, particularly if uh, you're a man, that you're more uh, likely to carry out violent attacks, including sexual attacks. That far-right trope has really been doing the round for, you know, for years, Um, and uh, as far as I can see, really over the last year, maybe uh, two years, it's become mainstreamed to an extent, and I think you can see some, you know, national and local politicians. They're seeing that maybe, um, you know, a larger section of the Irish population is not as happy to take in people from abroad. Maybe as we were even a year ago, simply because of the number of people that have really come here over the last year or two. So they're tapping into that, um, and I think they're trying to spread those fears and they're trying to do that I suppose to gain votes in their own local areas but I think it can be very dangerous Um, and I think really some of the comments that we've heard over the last few weeks even from as I say national and local politicians um, has been a worry and it's really stoked people's fears and I think it's going to stoke hostility towards foreign people who are coming to Ireland seeking refuge and the vast majority of whom won't ever come to the attention of, of, of the guards like Irish people won't
1: Thank you very much Collar Lally Security and Crime Editor of the Irish Times Catherine Connolly Independent TD for Galway West
0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper Weekdays from 4.30 Today.